back on the press box in our secondary studio where things are going things are going well today. Streaming? Yeah. yeah. Cardinals just missed a kick. Oh yeah, Jared's uh, watching Bears Cardinals from 2006 with Charles Barkley in the booth. Um what what's been the biggest problem today, Jared? I think it's been I mean you didn't have the hotkeys for the uh front page or the remix. That's okay. It's a, we're we're good. We're good. It, it, from yesterday, big improvement. Your mic works today. Yeah, I'm looking phenomenal. Out the, I'm looking out the window, not seeing crazy things today. Well, I missed the guy pushing the stalled out car with yeah, the cop. That was a high. That was keeping, a highlight of yesterday. I'm keeping an eye on things. I mean, I am excited. We're actually going to be off the air, but I am excited. Got an email this morning that our studio that's being remodeled. They're going to be. Uh, I believe the email said blasting through concrete. Starting Is that at 10 what they're doing today? Yeah, they're moving. And, a, maybe my month and a half over unders too uh, too long. Maybe oh, right. we'll be back in no maybe time. Maybe it'll be two to three weeks. But I, I'm a little disappointed. We're not going to be on the air when they're when blasting, they're blasting through concrete. Usually, we're not on the air when breaking news comes. <laughs> that it's usually like we're happens. off at nine fifty six, and at ten o'clock, some major thing happens in sports. But I kind of wish we just had to deal with random like jackhammer. <laughs> I guess what what do you? That's what I imagine you use to get through concrete. We're in radio's company. We have multiple studios, and from 10 to noon today, there's going to be a jackhammer going through concrete. It's great. What are they doing over there with the jackhammer? What are they, what are they, they, are they digging what are like they a doing? bunker underneath the studio? Yeah, what are they doing? Are you going to be underground, Jared, when we start in our new studio? Isn't that like Vanderbilt basketball where they're under, where they're under yeah, the, the court? Yeah, the court's elevated. No, no, no. Vanderbilt, the benches are behind the basket. Uh, Which... Minnesota. Is where is, they're below yeah, the like, court level. The bench is like your only your head is above the yes, court level. And you have to you have to step up just to get on the court. <laughs> That's gonna be Jared when we move in. He's gonna be underground. <laughs> no, you're just all you're gonna see is just my head floating. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have a basement under the studio where Jared Because I'm trying to think what they're jackhammering through. They've already supposedly taken out the desks and everything. They're gonna put a bed underneath so Jared doesn't ever go home. <laughs> this is this is I hey, I actually that would save me a lot of rent. Uh <laughs> I wouldn't say no. Uh, the boring. <laughs> well, go, go tell them they're going to start yeah, jackhammering exactly. in an hour. The boring actual answer is that the, that's how they're running the wires now. Is through the instead of us having wires that we could see going into the ceiling, and they're those like were always holes, good. Yeah, holes. Like those. They're going to do it underground. You know, professionally. I still like you having a little apartment underneath the studio. Oh. He stands underneath the desk. Yeah. Again with the with the alarm clock. Go tell them. Forget I, about the wires. Yeah. I'll I'll mention it when they start. <laughs> like yeah, if you could, if you could make like a little step down platform that's about uh, oh I don't know about six foot three inches. There's uh, a full kitchen right across the hallway from our studio. Think about that. The, a full kitchen with a non-working microwave. No, and microwave a, works. I used it yesterday. Did it work? It's good to go. The door handle hasn't broken off in a long time either. Microwave works. Has anyone works. put a quarter in that uh, for the Mike and Ikes? How long has those, have those Mike and I oh. been in the uh, in the uh, jar there? Don't get those. The little no, candy. No, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, the little candy, candy that, dispenser. That's that's pre-COVID. Yeah, it is. It is. Don't get the Mike and Ike's. <laughs> don't get them, Ed. I don't even think the quarter would fit. <laughs> it might not. <laughs> might not put it there. All right. Last night, the Golden Knights lost to the Avalanche. The goaltender situation for this team, though. Logan Thompson is out with an injury. They've already had to deal with Robin Leonard not playing at all this year due to multiple hip injuries. Oh, Rex Christmas just fumbled. <laughs> Logan Thompson uh, is out. Laurent Brossois, after playing in three games and playing well. Playing really well. He's day-to-day with a lower body injury, which means Michael Hutchison was called up 
from the Silver Knights to back up Aiden Hill. Last night, Aiden Hill faced 33 shots, allowed two goals, uh, actually some pretty good overall numbers, but... It was that 14-second goal. He had a turnover 14 seconds in. He right. went behind the net to play the puck. Yes. And for some reason, he had two two teammates open on either side of him that he didn't pass the puck to. Instead, he tried to throw it up the ice, I guess, and it went right to Miko Rantanen of the Avalanche, who then shot it past a diving Aiden Hill for the first goal, and the Avalanche led one nothing after 14 seconds, and that was enough. The Golden Knights didn't score the rest of the game. Um I mean, I wish I knew what I wish I knew how long uh Brassois is gonna be out. It seems like Logan Thompson's taken longer than we first thought he would. I am fascinated by the goalie situation for this team right now because they're they're down to I know Aiden Hill has been the number two, but he hasn't been very good. So they're effectively down to their third and fourth best goalies at the moment. With I think the expectation that Logan Thompson is going to be back in the regular season and they called Laurent Brossois day to day. So I'd expect he comes back in the regular season as well. But who starts game one of the postseason for this team in that? Is everyone healthy? I don't know. Like a genuine question is who's going to be healthy. And then even if they are healthy, who's the best? I think if, I still think it's a small sample size on Brassois, uh, given how even how good how he's been. But I think, I think Logan Thompson does. He's the favorite. I think Logan Thompson does. I'd be curious to see if he comes back from injury. Uh, if he comes back from injury and he plays well, he's the starting. He's goal the goal. But what if he comes back from injury and he doesn't play that well? Then Laurent Brassois. What if he's not he's, healthy? <laughs> Then Michael Hutchinson. <laughs> then Ben, like, Go- then Ben Goats. Like Darren just, Millar. Darren, just, Darren, yeah, Millsy. They've got a lot of goalies, but how many of them are we convinced are good, and how many of them are we convinced are healthy? And it's February twenty eighth. The playoffs aren't starting now. There's twenty something games until the playoffs do start. So I, I'm just fascinated to see how this plays out. Because and what if they go deal for one? And that's what I told you yesterday. I think they should trade for somebody like Jonas Corposalo if the price is relatively low, like if it's a third-round pick, absolutely. Um, Jason Jason Pothier of Sinbin.Vegas, he wrote a story looking at some other names the Golden Knights could go out and trade for, and he mentioned one goalie, Cam Talbot, who's at Ottawa. Uh, he is a free agent after this season, so it would be a rental goaltender. $3.7 million cap hit. He is 39th this year in goal saved above expected, a positive 1.1, which is... Better than Logan Thompson, better than Aiden Hill. Um, not better than Laurent Brossois, by the way. But if you're Kelly McCrimmon right now, that, that's that's really the question at the end of the day. How does Kelly McCrimmon evaluate his goalies? And he has a little bit more by the health. He has a little bit more information, we assume, on the health side of yes. things, right? We assume he knows when Thompson is supposed to be back. Right. He knows when Brossois is supposed to be back. But I am very curious how he evaluates because. It's not what what's the right word to use? It's not a stable position right now for the Golden Knights. Like even with Mark Stone injured, the forward group it's The a, forward group has depth. We yes. we know who yes. the forwards are. And yes. they might add somebody else because they might want. mess up the lines. Yeah, but we know who the guys are. Right. And maybe they add another forward to to join the top six, or maybe that guy's not available and it's another bottom six guy. Whatever. But we know who the guys are with the forward group. 
Uh, and we know the defenseman. Right. The defenseman is the most stable yeah, thing the team can have. But, like, we know, don't necessarily know the combination, but Eichel's going to be on the top line. Marsh or so. Smith are going to be your two best wingers, most right. likely. Carlson's going to be your number two center. Stevenson is going to be your number three, unless they decide to put him on a wing. Like, the order might change, but we know who their five or six or seven or eight best forwards are. And maybe there's some changes there, the, the eight through nine guys, but we know who they are. Does anybody know what their what their best goalie situation is? Not right now. Yeah. So right I'm, now with everybody hurt. And you have deadline is Friday. So if you're going to make a move, you have to make a decision very, very quickly. I want them to get a goalie and all these guys to be on the ice at one time in practice. <laughs> They're all and healthy. Then can, and then like three guys are the first off. <laughs> They all stayed off together? Yes. Well, they all stayed off the, together. The, These three were the first. The door's off. only I was, I was so wide. Say, the door's that, not big enough, That's Ed. true. So whoever goes no, through the door stuck. first is the first off the ice and starting that night. They, they open the door, the Zamboni comes on, and they all skate they all off that off. door yes, together. Exactly. Who's starting? We have five healthy goalies ready to go. It's a fascinating scenario that I don't know the answer to. Probably, I'd say most likely is Thompson starts game one of the postseason. But he's not healthy, and Laurent Brossois in a very small sample size was better. The I think the best case scenario for the Golden Knights is Thompson comes back and plays at least eight, nine, ten games before the postseason. Like I guess he could technically play less than that. But best case scenario, he comes back, he gets eight or nine starts, and he's pretty good in those eight or nine, and that's your guy. He's your starter. But that's there's so much that could prevent that from happening. He might not come back that quickly. He might come back later than that and only get a couple starts and he might come back and not be very good or Laurent Brossois might come back and still play really well and you're like oh crap do we need to start Laurent Brossois instead and then would you still would you still risk losing Aiden Hill I would yes if if Laurent Brossois is that good and yeah. Logan Thompson's back then you risk losing him on waivers yeah absolutely like the only the only reason I wouldn't want to risk him is if Thompson and Brossois are like their 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 injuries are major concerns, and it's like, oh, they right. might not be ready for the postseason. Right. In which case, I don't have to risk losing Aiden Hill because I don't have to ever. The other you two guys aren't ever, healthy. You don't have to ever send them through, right? But if those two, if if Thompson and Brossois are back healthy at the same time, I don't have a problem losing Aiden Hill on waivers right. for nothing because he hasn't been very good this year. And like one of his best games of the season was last night, and he had a turnover that led directly to a goal right. 14 seconds in. So. I'm not overly concerned if I lose him on waivers because I don't. He's been one of the ten worst goalies in the league this year. I'm sure Michael Hutchison has more NHL experience than Aiden Hill. So if I need to go to Michael Hutchison as my third goalie, I'm okay with that. And if I was running it, I'd be trying to trade for a goalie at the moment, and that would make Aiden Hill even more expendable at that on waivers. Yeah. So it's a. I don't know. I don't know what to think about their goalie situation. Well, you. I mean, the key is Logan Thompson. What what does he have, yeah. and how long is he out? And he's already been out longer than I, when they first announced it, than I thought he would be. Has Logan Thompson uh, recreated his Twitter account since he's been hurt? What's he doing all day? Is he back on? I mean, we're we're all 100% convinced he had a burner, right? Yes. We're all oh, yeah. 100% yes. convinced yes. he had an account that he was looking at yeah. tweets on, just wasn't officially Logan Thompson. But what's he been doing this whole time? Not- can't. Not playing hockey. Scanning poor Danny's tweets. Yeah. That's what you got to do. Oh, Logan Thompson deleting Twitter. I hope he comes back and has a Twitter account for the playoffs. We got breaking news. Oh, what's the breaking news? Gavin Lux 
torn ACL out for the season. Oh, oh, not good for the Dodgers. Dave Roberts tells reporters. <laughs> God, that sucks. Gavin Lux is out for the season with the torn ACL. He was probably in his first uh, or second spring training game. And and just and running to third. Meaningless game running to third yeah. base. He tears his ACL. Wasn't even like a weird play where there was a collision and no, something it's, it's just, just went running. the other way. God, the slow sucks. motion was cringy. I feel, when I, I showed that, it's like, oh, you knew it was bad. I like genuinely feel bad for Gavin Lux. Like that's yeah, the worst. I don't know, dude, a meaningless game like yeah, that. Because he I'd was, feel bad if the guy was on the Padres. <laughs> he was in line to be the starting shortstop. For the Dodgers, like this was a legitimate chance for Gavin Lux well to have last year. Actually, yeah, he had a good year to have a big season as a starting shortstop on a contender. Which we've we've seen all the shortstop contracts. Carlos Correa might have the worst ankle in the history of the sport, and this guy still got paid. Yeah. So, like, if you have a good, I don't know what his contract status is. I don't know when he's a free agent, but if you hit well as a good shortstop, you're, you're getting a ton of money. You're getting paid so getting much paid money. money, and he had that opportunity and. Towards ACL and something that uh, in a spring training game that uh, sucks. All right, coming up next on ESPN Las Vegas, it's Bischoff's briefs. So where you watch the Golden Knights? That could change in the very near future because AT and T Sportsnet, my parents' house, <laughs> might not exist soon. Uh, Warner Brothers owns AT and T Sportsnet. Warner Brothers says they cannot make their payments to the professional sports teams for which they broadcast their games. And they have told those teams that they have until the end of March to figure out a new deal, presumably with a different company to broadcast their games, or Warner Brothers is going to file for bankruptcy for AT&T Sportsnet. These are, there are 10 teams that have deals with AT&T Sportsnet. There are four in baseball, the Astros, Mariners, Pirates, and Rockies. There are three in the NBA, the Blazers, the Jazz, and the Rockets. And there are three in the NHL the Kraken, the Penguins, and the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, This is actually the second RSN this year that has had stories about filing for bankruptcy. Uh, Bally Sports is also expected to file bankruptcy. Uh, They are an RSN. They carry a lot of baseball, a lot of West Coast teams as well. Right. Now, on the baseball side, Rob Manfred has talked about this. I don't believe Gary Bettman has. I don't believe Adam Silver has. But Rob Manfred is the commissioner that has talked about this. After the Bally Sports News, Manfred said that if needed, Major League Baseball would take over broadcasting games for the teams that lose their RSNs. So he said they'd use MLB Network. And what we don't know where those games would be distributed. We don't know how they would get them onto DirecTV or Cox Cable or whatever it is. But he did talk about that they sort of have, they apparently, Major League Baseball appears to have a plan in place to figure out how to broadcast and distribute these games if teams lose their RSNs, if their RSNs file for bankruptcy. We haven't heard what the NBA would do. We haven't heard what the NHL would do. The good news for those two leagues, though, is their regular seasons are coming to an end. And this is most likely going to be a next year problem, not a this year problem, whereas the baseball season is about to start. About to start. Exactly. And I, I think between Bally and AT&T Sportsnet, it's like 14 baseball yeah. teams. So it's that's damn near half the league that could not have an RSN. So baseball's in a much more, we got to figure this out now situation. My question, and we can use baseball as the example for now, but it's going to apply to the NBA. It's going to apply to the NHL as well. RSNs pay teams to broadcast, broadcast their, games. their games. 
In baseball, uh, they're not always publicly reported, but it's generally assumed the cheapest deals are around $40 million that an RSN pays a specific team. And I believe the Dodgers have, are reportedly making $200 million, mm-hmm. and they're the top end of that. So it's different for every team, but you're looking at tens of millions and sometimes hundreds of millions of dollars that a team is getting from its RSN. And I've talked about it before. It's a big reason why blackouts exist. Because if I'm an RSN and I pay the Dodgers $200 million, I need people that want to watch the Dodgers to come to me to yeah, watch to it. come to I, your channel. I can't exactly. have them going to MLB.tv no. paying $150 bucks for a no. year and getting to watch getting it. Them. I don't benefit from that. That's why blackouts have existed. If RSNs go away, blackouts might go away too. But I'm curious what happens in the long term. Short term, Major League Baseball. I don't think Major League Baseball could do this for the long term. Or no, would want to. Manfred has said that it is not a long term solution right. for Major League Baseball to produce their games. It might end up having to be. Major League Soccer is doing that. But I'd be curious to see because if you saw, if if all RSNs went away, which they aren't all going away, but two big ones are. But if RSNs went away, you would have MLB teams. Basically losing all of a sudden forty to two hundred million dollars in revenue. And I wonder, would the league, would the teams try to replace that revenue by you and I paying for it? By asking fans to pay more for it. Right. Because right now, you can buy MLB.tv for I think it's a hundred and fifty yeah. bucks and you get out of market games. So yeah, obviously here in Vegas, we have six in-market teams. But if you live in, I don't know what a good example is. If you live in Atlanta, Georgia, you get to watch every non-Atlanta Braves game for $150. If you lived in Atlanta and there was no more RSN, and so now the Braves are missing out on $120 million in revenue, and they just add the Braves to that package, and now you get the Braves for $150 million, or $150, the Braves just lost $120 million. Right. So we're gonna have to make that up somehow. Would Major League Baseball try to offer, you know, an in-market streaming option, but you've got to pay just a ton of money for it? Like, are we talking about, hey, you can stream the Braves in market, but you got to pay us three hundred dollars? And if you it. want all the teams, right. it's four fifty. Right. And even then, that might not be enough to cover one hundred and twenty million dollars in revenue that they were getting from an RSN. Well, if they didn't do that, where else would they get it? I don't know. And that's what I'm curious to see because cutting payroll. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because the best thing for the fans would be for Major League Baseball and teams to just say, well, we're just not going to make that money anymore right. and we're going to offer it on MLB.tv. And maybe it goes from 150 to 200 a year and you get all the teams. But I can't imagine Major League Baseball and the NHL and the NBA saying, ah, oh, yeah, we're fine with losing out on right. tens or hundreds of millions of dollars that we were getting from RSNs. So I'm fascinated to see. I'm hopeful that the decline of RSNs leads to less or no blackouts, but I'm also a little worried as to where these sports leagues thinks they're going to make that money up because it's probably us. Yeah. It's probably the fans and that want to watch it. Like you said, I don't know if you can make that much up anyway. Right. It's probably you can make up a percentage yeah. of it, but not all $150, $200 million. Because I think the key here is if it was profitable to pay the Dodgers $200 million, well, maybe I shouldn't use the Dodgers, but if it was profitable to pay for all these teams' rights, the RSNs wouldn't be going out of business. Right. They'd be making money, and they'd be more than happy to do pay it. it. The other question here specifically for the Golden Knights, where are their games going to be broadcast if AT&T Sportsnet is gone? Silver State, 
Sports Network? Or, well, I don't even know the name of it because I don't have talks. That's what it's called. Yeah, uh, Silver yeah. Sports Entertainment yeah. Network, I think it is. Because th- this was a question when the Golden Knights first became a team. Where were their games going to well, be broadcast? Exactly. And there were a lot of conversations about... It took about, a long time to get it to right. Cox and to DirecTV. There was a lot of time at the time it was Fox Sports Arizona. It's like, are they going to mm-hmm. broadcast on Fox Sports Arizona? Are they going to do it on one uh, of wasn't the... Wasn't it also in the Rockies? Uh, well, that's what they ended up getting. AT&T yeah. Sportsnet, there's a Rocky Mountain region, and they sort of created a... Uh, subset of that, that for just for the Bill Golden Foley. Knights. That was right. big for Bill Foley. But like, if AT&T Sportsnet doesn't exist, and if Bally Sports doesn't exist, like, are you having to hop on like Spectrum Sports where the Lakers are or something like that? I, I don't know what the answer is unless Bill Foley creates his own regional sports network. Helicopter Sport. <laughs> That'd be a good name, actually. That'd be cool. So... I, just, I don't know what the answer is. I mean, Silver Sports Entertainment Network, what Fox 5 launched, that could be a legitimate answer. The problem is that's not on DirecTV. That is only on Cox. So you're running into problems there. Would with, be good there. Yeah. So you and I. genuine question is going to be, probably starting next season, where, where do the, you watch the Golden the Knights? going to be on? Because AT&T Sports, that probably doesn't exist right. when next season starts. And there's not an obvious answer to where their games would be televised. I wonder if Foley's able to do that. But again, the whole point here, RSNs are going filing for bankruptcy because they're not making money on these. Is Foley going to start a television network that's not going to make money? I mean, I didn't think he'd buy a soccer team. (laughs) He didn't buy a soccer team either. So I don't know what the answer is. I don't know where we end up watching these. I think there's a legitimate chance, and it's probably into the future. I think there's a legitimate chance that each league has to take over and fund the broadcast of every team, the local broadcast of every team. So Major League Soccer is doing this year. And I think maybe in the future, Major League Baseball, NBA, and NHL all are going to have to do the same thing because if if you're a cable network or if you're whatever, the RSN, and you can't make money, who else is going to make money doing it? I know we need to go to break, but does anyone else find it strange that Warner Brothers is like, yeah, we can't we can't afford to pay our bills? And it's just like, <laughs> didn't you guys just cancel a $90 million movie? Like, just threw it away, didn't even bother to release it? That's why they got to file for bankruptcy. <laughs> That's why we can't get like, the Golden like, Knights. Like, financially, you guys are, are me. <laughs> <laughs> so, where are we going to watch Golden Knights games next year? Don't actually know. It might be Helicopter Sports Network, as Jared said. Bill Foley's. It, it ended up being Black Knight Sports Network. Oh, yeah. He'd have to get that back That's in what there. it would be. But Can't have enough of that. I kind of like Helicopter Sports Network here on the helipad or something stupid like that. It'd be great. I'm all on board for that. All right. Coming up next here on ESPN Las Vegas, Ryan Wallace joins the show. This isn't the Alex Ovechkin Power Hour. This is the VGK Update with Ryan Wallace. Follow him on Twitter at RyanHockeyGuy. I'm out. All right, Ryan, before we get into any Golden Knights, I, I need an uh, answer from you, uh, somebody that might know this better than we do. Is Tanner Janot worth five picks? Um, for a normal team, absolutely not. For the Tampa Bay Lightning, sure. Who cares? <laughs> like, I mean, like, listen, that's the reality of the situation. For Tampa, even though it doesn't make sense to anybody else, it makes sense for them. They've been to three Stanley Cup finals. They have an unbelievable core in in this day and age in a cap world. You've got to do everything you can to maximize the amount of times that these players can get to a cup final. And if Tampa 
turns Tanner Janot and the 75,000 draft picks that they sent to Nashville for him into a Stanley Cup or two, who cares? Should the Golden Knights have called Tampa and said, we'll give you Keegan Colasar for four picks? I don't know that there's a whole lot of a difference between Keegan Colasar and Tanner Janot. I think Tanner Janot probably has a more finishing ability. He's just a nastier player in general. Um, but, I mean, if that was the going rate for a player like Tanner Janot, boy, oh, boy, the Golden Knights could have got <laughs> great draft capital. Hey, hey, the trade deadline is not here yet. They could still done. do They're it. They're not done yet. Um, all right, another, before we get to the game last night and Ivan Barbashev, uh, Timo Meyer, uh, Golden Knights did not get him, even though they were one of the final teams in the running. He goes to New Jersey. When you look at that trade that the Devils made for Meyer, do you believe the Golden Knights could have made a comparable offer? Like, do the Golden Knights, did they have the prospects to go get Meyer if they wanted him badly enough? I, I mean, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know enough about the New Jersey prospects going back the other way other than they're ranked higher than any individual prospect that the Golden Knights have in their pool. So from that regard, it doesn't seem like on the prospect side the Golden Knights would have measured up to what New Jersey was, was going to offer. Um, that being said, like if I'm San Jose in that spot, I, I know that the, the, the ask or the want was Dawson Mercer. And that's a player that moves the needle for me if I'm the San Jose Sharks. I'm a little bit surprised that the best offer didn't include the player the Sharks most coveted. Uh, so in that regard, like I don't know that San Jose truly got exactly what they were looking for or wanting. And the fact that it didn't come with an extension for New Jersey probably precluded the Sharks from getting exactly what they wanted for Timo Meyer. So that all being said in a roundabout way, do I think the Golden Knights could have fielded an offer that was comparable, close to New Jersey? Sure, but when you look at prospect rankings and you look at where some of the players um, are, are ranked ahead of the Golden Knights in terms of prospect pool, I just don't know that there was anything in this organization that the San Jose Sharks coveted more than what they coveted from New Jersey. Is it overthinking the room that San Jose wouldn't have dealt with the Knights anyway because of everything in the past and being uh, in the same division? I mean, that they they would have asked for a lot more? Yeah, I mean, I think it's overthinking it a little bit. If you're a GM, especially a first-time GM as Mike Greer is in San Jose, you've got to take the best offer. And if, this, if the Vegas Golden Knights would have offered, you know, like 17,000 picks like Tampa Bay did, <laughs> I, I think you got to go with the thing that gives you the most and is the most value. So whether that was Vegas, whether that was New Jersey, whether that was Seattle, it doesn't really matter. I think if you're Mike Greer in the San Jose Sharks, you're taking the best package available. Uh, overreacting to one game, but <laughs> Ivan Barbashev, is he the answer as a first-line winger with Mark Stone out? Um, I think that it's unfair, right, to, to go on one game, especially one game in a new system with a new coach and new teammates that you've never played with before outside of one morning skate where I, I don't think you can get too comfortable. Uh, there were moments where Barbashev and Eichel were on the same page, and then there were plenty of moments where they were not on the same page. So I think that there's a learning curve to playing with Jack Eichel, generally speaking. Um, to me, for my money, I, I think Mark Stone and Paul Cotter have kind of understood that learning curve and, and figured that out sooner than most players. Barbashev is very similar to a Paul Cotter, obviously more consistent on a night-to-night basis. So I think you've got to give it a little bit of runway to see what you have there, and you've also got to see what, if anything, the Golden Knights do between now and Friday that might impact that as well. What would you do on Friday if you you were in charge? 
Uh, I, I think, I mean, I've been fairly consistent. I, I the, the goaltending um, injuries cropping up have, have given me a little concern in terms of will the Golden Knights kick tires on a goalie going into the deadline. Like We still don't know an updated timeline or, or really win. Logan Thompson's expected back. Loren Brossois goes down with a lower body injury day to day. So if you've got, you know, Aiden Hill and Michael Hutchinson for, you know, two to three weeks, if that's your tandem, then I think that, you know, if, if you're Kelly McCrimmon, you might seriously consider goaltender. Uh, but from that perspective, I, I still think there's one more, one more player up front. Uh, you can never have too much depth. You can never have too many good players especially if you want to go on a long playoff run. So if there's a depth forward that you can add, I think that's probably the direction the Golden Knights might go. But that being said, it might just be Ivan Barbashev. That might just be the move for the Golden Knights, and you hope that he's able to acclimate quickly and fill a role for you over the course of the remainder of the season and into the playoffs. Is there a forward out there that you think they should trade for? (laughs) Uh, So, I mean, the the obvious ones are, are... out there, Brock Besser, that's term and money beyond this season, so I'm not sure how palatable that is. Obviously, Timo Meyer was the bell of the ball. Everybody wanted him, and it makes sense. He's a really good inside player. Um, unfortunately, the Detroit Red Wings are like convincing themselves that they're in the running for the playoffs, and maybe if they get you know destroyed by the the, the Ottawa Senators one more time, they'll they'll change that line of thinking and make some of their players available. But like Tyler Bertuzzi to me is a player that I think can can really move the needle on, on a team like the Golden Knights. I, I love Tanner Janot, the player. I would not have given up the, the ransom that he the National Predators got for him. But uh, I, I think that there are some players kind of on the fringe out there that you know aren't going to dazzle you in terms of their top six ability, but can certainly play on the inside, put the puck in the back of the net and score. So um Besser and Bertuzzi, to me, are kind of the two best options, uh, but one might not even be available and one might not be palatable because of the contract beyond this season. Let me ask you a, a fun prediction question for the goalies here. Who starts in net for the last playoff game of the season for the Golden Knights? Oh, boy. Um, geez, I, I hate this game. Uh, <laughs> let me think about this. The last playoff game for the Vegas Golden Knights. I have to assume Logan Thompson will be back um, because we're talking about the playoffs. Uh, I think the safe answer is probably Logan Thompson, but I'm going to go off board here. I'm going to give you Loren Brooks. Oh, I love it. so impressed. So impressed with his three-game stretch. I thought he was so calm, under control, hitting his, hitting his marks, letting the puck hit him, no real rebounds that, that caused too much of an issue. Playing the puck behind the net was shaky, and Chicago got better each successive game. Um, and I like Dominic Hasek. The barrel roll save was absolutely Dominic Hasek-esque. <laughs> so, assuming Laurent Brossois comes back healthy and you know is, is able to kind of put himself in a position to stick around, uh, I'll say Laurent Brossois is the, the guy that starts the last playoff game for the Vegas Golden Knights. Would you, and, and this is assuming health, which is always dumb to do in hockey, but Thompson's back, Brossois back, would you do you think the Golden Knights will be okay with waiving Aiden Hill and potentially losing him on waivers to somebody else because nobody probably picks him up? I I mean I think that you know if Loren Brossois can continue like if he comes back from his injury and he's very clearly right there with with Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill 
I think that I'd, I'd lean a little bit more heavily on Brossois' track record and his NHL experience. So I think that he can absolutely push himself into a one-two spot with Logan Thompson. And I think if you're the Golden Knights, you can feel pretty comfortable in that he's going to be able to give you quality starts in this system. The only question then becomes injuries and whether or not you think he can kind of play and carry the load and, and not be injured. But that's the risk you take with every single player and all three goaltenders for the Golden Knights have been injured at some point this season. Are you concerned Logan Thompson's out a lot longer than people thought in the beginning? Um, I'm, I'm not. I just I don't think there's an update, right? Like, that's, that's the hardest thing is you, you get a week-to-week diagnosis and, and, you know, you just don't really kind of follow up on that until it feels like an appropriate time. What does week-to-week really mean? Generally, you feel like it means less than a month, but really, honestly, it can be you know, up to six weeks. So I, I don't know, other than the idea that he was expected to and should be back before the end of the regular season, that gives us about six more weeks to play with, and, and you, you would hope right, that Logan's able to get back sooner than later and, and help this team win hockey games. What are the Oilers doing? Are they getting Eric Carlson? I, I, listen, I don't, I don't know. Um, they, they seem to, like, you know, not want to bring players into a team. They, they want to get rid of players, which is, I guess, a strategy when you've got Connor <laughs> David and Leon Dreisaitl in their prime. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, if they don't do something on defense, they're, they're not going to win very many playoff games. And whether that be Eric Carlson, who kind of leans into what they already do well, that score but not defend particularly well, or whether they go and, and look at a player like Jacob Chikrin, who absolutely will help them defend better, um, or Vladislav Gavrikov, who will absolutely help them defend it better. I think the Oilers have to do something on defense because, boy, oh, boy, Connor McDavid cannot single-handedly beat good teams. You saw it last night with the, the, the Oilers losing to the Boston Bruins because they cannot defend anything. Well, there might not be that many good teams in the West, so maybe they'll be okay. He's Ryan Wallace. Uh, you can hear him on the VGK Insider Show over on Fox Sports Las Vegas every day. Also, uh, intermission pre and post game shows during Golden Knights games on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan, as always, we appreciate Thanks, it. Ryan. Thanks, guys. Ah, there's too much uh, trade deadline. There's too much hockey. We didn't ask him one question about his farm. I know. A little disappointed. We got to get past this deadline. Winds out there. Wouldn't wanted to know more about the snow. Oh yeah, Did he, he might have got snowed on. We got to get past this whole hockey thing and just start <laughs> talking to him about the his animals. farm. It's way better. All right, we got tickets to give away to go see Luke. Brian, he is extending his residency uh, to August and September, and we got a pair of tickets for August 30th. Luke Bryan, residency at Resorts World Theater. 702-364-1100. That's the phone number. If you want to go see Luke Bryan, call in now. 702-364-1100. We'll take caller number nine at 702-364-1100. As a team, we got to mature, and uh, we have to grow up if we want to win a championship. There's no young team that's ever won a championship, uh, mentally or physically. And so, um, again, two and a half quarters, we're playing at a high level on both ends, uh, offensively and defensively. But what the Lakers just showed us is that it's not its not a race. It's not the rabbit who wins. It's the turtle. And, and they, they work the game. And, and that's where we have to get to. We have to get better at working the game, and uh, we will. You're locked in the press box. Who is that? Jason Kidd. Somebody needs a fact check. No young teams ever won a title? Well, first off, what the hell is his definition of young? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like a team full of rookies? Yeah, obviously. They've never won the title. 
Like, Come on. He's now. really putting it on the players and not taking any responsibility. Why is he still the coach? I mean, it's just <laughs> the other day. It's like, you know, I'm like you guys. I'm just watching the game. Kyrie Irving is probably glad he got traded to Dallas because Kyrie Irving might actually get his wish to be coach. Yeah. Like they wanted Christ to get everybody to fired. They wanted Nash fired in, in Brooklyn. Yeah. They, he wanted to be a part of the coaching brain trust. And he might end up being the coach before the season's over. <laughs> Can't do any work since he's come over. They play again tonight. Uh, I wonder if they'll get their second win with Kyrie and Luca playing together. Lineup. I don't even know if they're both in the lineup together. They might not be. Um, so in, uh, NFL Combine's going on. Apparently, Doug Peterson just said that he wants Travis Etienne to participate in special teams. Okay. Why would you want that? Why would you put him in harm's way like that? <laughs> Running backs already oh, get hurt. I thought he meant like holder. <laughs> Well, maybe he does, and that would be the only smart thing he could do. Maybe he's going my route of getting rid of kickers, and ETN's going to be the kicker. He's going to be the kicker for the for the Jags. But like, why would you want your best skill position guy to running down and being the gunner? Yeah, return kicks or tackle guys on kicks. That seems kind of stupid. Um, also, the uh, I'll have to find the exact quote, but the Jets are out here saying that their opinion of Zach Wilson has not changed yet. That's because they don't have anyone in there yet. They drafted him they second. They have the first ballot Hall of Famer coming yet. Yeah, they drafted him second overall, and they have spent the entire offseason talking about how they need to get a veteran quarterback in. Right. But their opinion on the guy they took second overall hasn't changed. They just need him to be the backup for the rest of his <laughs> career. Is there now their opinion on Zach Wilson? Oh, here's, here's the quote. Our stance on Zach Wilson hasn't changed. We still feel like he has a high ceiling. While they talk to Derek Carr about coming in to replace right. him, right? <laughs> it's now twenty-three to ten with two seconds left in the third. Oh, that's right. Jared has been watching the two thousand six Bears Cardinals game. The Cardinals led twenty to nothing at halftime, and they are spoiler alert going to blow this game because this is the game that we got. The Bears are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. So you should have. Does this game copy? Does this come with the post game press conference? Because honestly, that's much more memorable than what actually happens in the game. I mean, scoring basically, I mean, 23 unanswered points is is pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's all right. It's fine. Not a big deal. Where's the degenerate? Where is Danny the degenerate? Oh. Is he working today? His truck was here. He's outside pushing a car. I did see his truck. He's oh, outside. there he is. He's pushing a car up pushing the street. Pushing a car up the pushing street. Pushing his own truck up. <laughs> like me, run out of gas. I like this studio. Nice. It's nice. Well, now that everything's working, it's yeah. fine. Now that everyone has a chair. Well, my chair kind of doesn't have an armrest. Part of it looks like it was chewed off by a dog. It does. Yeah. I thought you just like really low to the ground chairs. I do like sitting low to the ground. I don't I don't like my legs to swing. I want my legs to be firmly planted on the ground. <laughs> bar stools? Why why do those exist? I normally sit on my leg. Why do bar stool? stools exist? Those are the worst seats in the world. And why do people want to sit there and eat? I don't know. I mean, I guess if you're beating, be in a chair. if you're beating the weight, if there's like, hey, as a thirty-minute wait, or you can sit at the bar. I've done right. that every now and then. But bar stools, I don't know why we ever decided to create high tables with high chairs that are never comfortable chairs, and then your legs just swing from the ground. Right. It's not comfortable. The, my favorite is the you're sitting in that position and you're gambling, and you're like. Yo, could you give me a little piece of plastic for me to eat so that I can eat next to all these people smoking? 
Just put it right there. Thanks. I'm going to continue gambling now <sighs> while I eat my hamburger. Bar stools are the worst. You eat a hamburger and it tastes like plastic? Is that what you're trying to tell me? No, I'm saying that literally I will be sitting there smoking at a bar and someone will be like, yeah, let me get the Cobb salad. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll just be like, I'm not putting this out. Good luck to you, sir. <laughs> what? You don't want the Cobb salad? You got to watch your weight. You got to be healthy <laughs> while you're gambling and drinking and sitting next to Jared's who smoked six cigarettes in the last 20 seconds. It's the key there. It's like when you go to McDonald's and you get a Diet Coke. <laughs> Yeah, you get the the number or whatever with the with the and you pump it up. Do you, can you McDonald's? Do you still pump it up to like the large? I still mean, a dollar. They, Inflation has not hit the, the so drinks at McDonald's. Still, it's still a dollar for you, every size. So you still pump it up like large fries from regular, and you can still do that. Yeah, and then yeah. you get the diet coke. You yeah, can't supersize anymore because supersize because that jackass made a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> Don't eat it every day of your life. Right. Like you you wait, I get less options because this guy thought, well, if I eat McDonald's every day, what health effects will that have? Bad ones, man. Well, I don't even know what happened to that guy. He ate McDonald's every day for a month and like I mean, he, he didn't feel very yeah, well. Yeah, his blood pressure went ballistic. He was like, I feel lethargic and depressed until I eat McDonald's <laughs> each day. <laughs> so he, he became an addict? He had basically created like a uh, Pavlovian response to him being like, oh, double quarter pounder. Now I'm happy. See, I think I'd respond the other way. I'd be like, oh, the worst part of my day is eating the same food I ate for the last three weeks. I... Th- I think that's how I'm pretty sure that's how he started like by week two he was like that and then by like week like three and a half he was like it's it's the only thing that picks me up oh boy that's sad Not good that's more Not than good. just physical toll that's just being addicted to McDonald's yes. which is 16 no to 23 Uh-oh, the Five bears minutes are coming left back. the fourth the Here bears are coming back we're not going to get to the end the show is going to be over before the Bears come back and beat the Cardinals. I switched to a highlight version. Ah, is Charles uh, Barkley still in the studio? They're not giving me as much gratuitous Charles Barkley. Ah, that's too bad. That's too bad. We can watch a 2006 NFL game every day while we're in this studio. Does does the TV in the other studio get YouTube? No. All right, this is luxury. cable. Um, If either of you have Netflix or Disney+, Plus, we could log in to that and... (laughs) Ed can watch the National Treasure Show on Disney+. That's Plus. right. I, I, I've not seen that yet. I've not seen that yet. Ed's going to not as do the as show. As much as I loved the movies and I wanted a number three. We're getting a number three. You still think so? No, we are. I thought it was for sure that I there's going to be the a third was, National Treasure. I thought the show right. was supposed to set up the... I mean, I l- love a number three. I mean, spoiler alert, the end of the television show sets up for there to be either another television show or a, or number three. a movie. So... There's, pre- there's going to be something else. It's national. Tre- Everybody loves national treasure. Oh, yeah. Come on. It's the best. You got people running around looking for treasures yeah. that shouldn't exist. It's yeah. great. They're putting on Benjamin Franklin's bifocals. And <laughs> exactly. You got to use They're the... They're grabbing a water and using yeah. it as, and 23-23. Second one is when he kid- kidnapped the president? Yes. Yeah, this was, which is the best. One of the greatest <laughs> plots ever. We have to kidnap the president <laughs> of the United, United States. States. Well, Steve- how do you go? How do you, go, how do you top... Stealing the, the Declaration of Independence. Independence. Yeah. You steal a guy that's alive. <laughs> you steal a guy. Yeah. It's, it's 100%. So what happens in number three? Got to bring no, the queen back overdo. to life? You got to overdo it in number three. Yeah. You got to, like, grave rob the queen. We have to. It's not just we're going to find Atlantis. 
<laughs> we're gonna raise it out of the ocean <laughs> and live there. Yeah, it's a great, great movie series. What's uh, what's great about Nick Cage? They took the lead. They took the lead. The Bears are in front now. Yeah. So the Bears are who we thought they were. Who is the white fullback for the Falcons? Who is for, for the Cardinals? Yeah, you know you're gonna lose if you're throwing to your fullback in the two-minute drill. Come on. You got no chance a of winning spider, a close game. A wide banana. Spider two wide banana. banana. That's it. Yeah, that's oh, the that's, a. That's the hot route. The hot route is the fullback. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. It's a great play. It's phenomenal. Just don't run in the two minute drill unless you're throwing it deep to the receiver who's actually open down the field. All right, we'll be back tomorrow from our great secondary studio. Today went well. I was pleased with today. Much better than yesterday.